Hey, this is Pastor Brian. I want to welcome you to the Reach Church Podcast. We hope this message helps and encourages you wherever you are in life and brings you closer to Jesus. We hope you enjoy the message. And this morning, I want to talk to you about living a life of limits. That I think that we um, oftentimes have been trained and taught to break limits, whether it be in sports or academics or careers or whatever it may be. It's like, come on, like a limit is there for you to break. And I, I, I think that is true to a degree. I think that that is a reality. But however, there are limitations that God has set in our lives to remind us that we are human and not God. And sometimes we need those limits to to help us recalibrate ourselves to be like, oh yeah, I am a human. I'm created, not the creator. And sometimes, right, when we don't have limitations, we can kind of start thinking we're the creator, but it's those limitations that remind us, oh yeah, I've been created. I'm the one supposed to be submitted to God in honor of whatever God is doing. And so if you would turn your Bibles with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, I'm going to read eight verses. They're kind of redundant to some degree. But um, I think they're important. So I'm going to read them. All right. So Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it says this. For everything there is a season or a limitation, right? When we hear that word season, know that that is the word of limitation. There is a limitation that we all have to adhere to, like limitation called death, right? There is this limitation that when we come up against it, it doesn't, you don't get to surpass it. There's only a few people in Scripture that have ever gotten to override death, and that was because Jesus graciously allowed them to do it. So it says, for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. How many of you all know we're under heaven? A time to be born, a time to die. Notice the the chasms between these two things. It's like death and life, life and death. Like there's these massive differences. A time to plant. And a time to harvest, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build up, a time to cry, a time to laugh, a time to grieve, a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, a time to turn away, a time to search, and a time to quit searching, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, all the hoarders out there, a time to tear down, a time to mend, a time to be quiet, a time to speak. Some of y'all need to learn that. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, that you would allow us to, to, to honor limits. And Father, as we honor limits, we'd make you more famous today than you were yesterday. Come on, if you believe that, say amen. You know, we've always been surrounded by limits. From the moment we came out of the womb, we've, been, we've, been, we've had these limits that oftentimes we live frustrated by. And I think that this is a, an art as a believer is to learn and to discern the limitations in our lives. And here there's three different things that I want to talk to you about today on limits. One is the seasonal limits. Like there are seasons in our lives that no matter how, how dressed up you get for summer, it doesn't change summer. Like, you could have came in here today with sunscreen on and tank top and shorts and flip-flops and your little rubber ducky thing. You are not going to change the season, no matter how bad you want to change it. And this is what one of the limitations that we are, that we are having to submit and learn our, our lives to and surrender our lives to is the limit of season. Right now, I really want it to be summer, but it's winter, spring. Winter's really fighting hard to stay with it. Right? I'm like, really? Like, give up, winter. 
But that's how you and I sometimes are. Like we fight God on the season we're in. But can I tell you this, that you're in the season you're in for a reason. That oftentimes we want to get out of a season, but you haven't matured at the level you need to be able to sustain the next season. See, how many of you know that a, a, a tree or a plant, it has to grow before it can produce it? What would you, wouldn't it be crazy if you just had like a small little tree grow up and you had like all these fruit on it? The tree couldn't handle the growth. And that's what a lot of times we want all of this fruit on our lives, but we haven't gone through the season of growth to endure the pain and the growth of the expansion, the stretch, you could say. And we wonder, why, how come I'm not, I'm not able to, to get into the next season? The reality is you, not, you can't get into the season of tomorrow that you have not grown out of the season of today. That there are seasons in your life, a time to be born, a time to die. And sometimes for you, one of your seasons is the dying season. It's the season of surrendering over your life, giving over part of who you are to God so that God can born, he can create things, he can birth things out of your life, but it comes and starts with the season of uh, the limitation, the limitation of season, that you have to endure this. Now, for me in my personal life, like, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of limitations. Like, if you see me on the interstate, the speed limit is a suggestion, right? 75, it's suggested. It's in real, real letter, small lettering around the black rim of the, if you really get close. No, like for me, I've had a few things that have exposed that I don't like speed limits called tickets. In fact, I was driving in New Mexico once doing some construction stuff that I used to do. And I got two tickets in one day. Give me a clap. Come on, that's impressive. Like, that is incredible. That is me refusing to honor limitations. And the reality is, is that limitation was set up for my safety and for others' safety. But sometimes I just feel like it's a suggestion. Like, it's like, it means eight over or ten over. Because if the cops clock you, they're like, ah, we want the 15 guy. Come on, somebody right? It's like, oh, we'll let them go. And many of you all are living on the grace of God. <laughs> True story. Y'all want a funny story? I'm dating Alicia, and we drive, she's living in Oklahoma City. I mean, we're married now, okay? I was dating Alicia, and she was in Tulsa, and I was driving there. And this cop, we was on the interstate, and I'm driving, and he's in front of me. And I'm staying with his pace, regardless of the speed limit. Right? Wouldn't everybody else do that? If he feels like he can speed, then I can speed. He is helping teach me. So this cop is up there speeding. So I'm speeding. And I'm going along with him. And all of a sudden, this cop pulls over to the side. I pass him. He gets back out and comes and stops me and pulls me over. No joke. So... I was living in grace in that moment, right? I was like doing whatever I could, like grace has covered me. This is the most hysterical thing I've ever had. This is when you know the Lord is like in something. The officer comes up and says, hello, I'm Officer Cross. <laughs> I said, are you kidding me? True story. His name was Officer Cross. I said, okay, I get it, Lord. <laughs> I am taking advantage of the grace of God. And the cross is like letting me know. Anyway, he didn't give me a ticket. He did let me go. And he's like, sir, I've been letting, I've been, doing this intentionally to see if you would stay up with me. And I, I didn't get a ticket, though. 
And I, I was like, you little rascal. <laughs> but like limitations have always been something that like, I think even in my personality, like my dad or mom would say, don't touch this. I'm going to touch that sucker. Because, and I feel like, I, I think that a lot of us, we do this with God. We get into a season and it's like, I don't like the season anymore. I want out. Well, here's the reality is that until you grow through that season, you don't have the right to be in the next season. That right now, wherever you're at in your life, it is there for a reason and it's out of protection. It's so that God can take care of you and protect you. And here's the reality is that timing is a key purpose to many limitations. It's the timing thing. That if God lets you get out of one season, it would mess up the timing for the things that God has for your future. Timing is a huge thing. I think about how I married Alicia and when our kids were born and all the different scenarios and all the things that happened, all of those were seasons, but in that season was a timing thing. How I would do the different things that I would do and the, the, the relationships that I would build and the day that I was born. I mean, you know what I mean? Like there's so many things in seasons that are, have to do with the timing. And some of us, we don't want to honor the season, but when we don't honor the season, we don't honor the timing. We don't, honor, we don't honor what God is wanting to do in that season and with that season. How many you know that season of winter does certain things? The season of spring does certain things. The season of winter, I mean, summer does certain things. And the season of fall, come on, pumpkin lattes, woo! Right? Like it does certain things. All you girls, you're like, it's pumpkin pie time. <laughs> Like from the very beginning, think about it. Adam and Eve come in, they're created. He puts them in the garden. He says, hey man, look, you can have all of these trees, everything in here, but this one thing, you can't have it. And what does the enemy do? He finds the limitation and he tells them, hey, God's trying to hold you. He's trying to hold something back. Isn't it amazing that in the, from the very beginning, there was a limitation set. Was that limit? Was that limitation that was set to Adam and Eve to hurt them or to help them? Now we know that, but the enemy will convince us that what God is holding back is something that is going to hurt. It's robbing us. It's stealing from us. And some of you all may be in a season right now that the enemy is convincing you that God is trying to rob you from something. He's trying to take something from your life. And in these moments, you have to learn to trust God. And that's the seasonal thing. I trust the winter is necessary. I've never went to God and be like, hey, we need to have a chat. Like, I don't understand why winter keeps showing up every year. Because winter is necessary. And some of y'all, how many of y'all like ticks? Anybody like ticks sucking on your legs, on your toes, on your fingers? No. But thank God for winter because winter kills them bad boys and doesn't allow all of them to come back so quick. But some of y'all are complaining about the season of winter you're in, but God is doing it out of your own protection. And it's a timing thing. I think this is a huge thing. Limitations are really guardrails. There's the, there are these guardrails. How many of y'all are thankful for white lines and yellow lines? And right, like when somebody gets over on your side, you're like, hey, hey, hey. Like you start freaking out when somebody's trying to go on your side of their limitation. Like, hey, you need to stay in your lane, bro. I tell people that all the time. Stay in your lane. Some, most of the time, it's nice. I'm like, stay in your lane. But these are guardrails. Limitations are guardrails. They're the guardrails of grace. They're what actually keep your life moving in the direction that God wants your life to be moving. But oftentimes, we resist, 
And we, we try to get outside of the white line. We try to get outside of those lines and say, hey, God, I can do this. And here's the thing. When we fight limits, we might be fighting God. This is where we have to really understand that sometimes we are literally fighting God. Can I let you know you're going to exhaust yourself? But we oftentimes, we try to fight God instead of simply surrender and submit to God and what his plan is for our lives. Hey, God, this is the season of winter. Okay, I'm not going to try to fight myself out of it. What do you want me to do in this season of, of, of winter? And it's in those moments that we learn the nature of God. And it's so crucial for it. Limitations are, are rarely ever seen as a gift. Does anybody be like, here's a limit. You're like, woo, yay. No, that's the only time we want limitations is when my seven-year-old gets the privilege of driving down the road, right? Y'all are thankful that the, the age limit is 16 and not seven. Limitations are a gift, regardless of whether they hurt you in the moment or help you. You have to look at limitations as gifts, as something that God has given to you for you to be able to help you move further in your life. Not to hold you back. Sometimes you need to be held back. Sometimes you need to be in a season of winter or spring or fall or whatever it is for your own well-being, for your own safety. And oftentimes we're like, nope, nope, I don't, I don't want that. I can, I can handle this season. Then you get it and you're overwhelmed. And you begin to make bad decisions. You begin to move into sin because there's so much of you. You start cursing God. You start getting mad at him. God, I can't believe it's overwhelming now. Well, you were trying to get out of a season that God didn't want you in. It's so many times we fight God. And limitations, they're a gift. They're way more usually seen as a roadblock than a gift, though, right? I mean, anytime that I come up against a limit in my life, I'm like, okay, what I have to learn to do, is this seasonal? There's, there's a few things that I'm going to help you with today that when you come up against a limitation, there's three things you need to evaluate in that season or in that limitation. And the first one is, is, is this a seasonal limit? That's an important thing. So you need to write that down. When I come up against limitations, is this seasonal? Is this going to pass? Is this something that God has me in to grow me so that when I get into the next season, I'm ready for whatever God wants to do in my life, what he wants to do through my life? Because they're seasonal. Some limitations are going to pass. They're going to leave and go. And then you can be like, bye, Felicia. And then you can go to the next season. But some seasons are going to stay there longer. And you're just like, oh my gosh, I've been, I don't know why this is happening. Understand, let me just, let me help you out a little bit. If you're staying in the same season, you're not learning. You never stay in a season permanently unless you're being stubborn and not growing through the season. If you're like, I don't know why, I don't know why, start, stop, stop looking at, I don't know why, and start looking at, what am I doing wrong? What am I not learning? What am I not getting from this? Because seasonal things are always intended to be temporary, never to be permanent. No one ever gets the privilege of living in summer all year long. No one gets that privilege. It's going to be short-lived. You've either got a mountaintop, you got the downside of a valley, and then you got the valley, and then you got the upside of the mountain, and then you got the mountaintop. Like, that's just, the, the, the life is seasonal. You got incredible relationships, you got incredible, you got incredible financial wealth, you got incredible spiritual, like you're on this spiritual high. Not everybody lives at those places. Because there's a place that God wants to mature you, and then he, to go to the next level of maturity, you got to go through the next level of pain. 
And that is just not taught. It's like, oh my gosh, you, God's going to bless you. God's going to bless you. God's going God's to bless you through seasons. That's how he does it. He allows you to go through things so that you can trust him in new ways. Right? It's, it's amazing that when I look at the life of Jesus, Jesus, the savior of the world, is given limitations. He's like, hey, God's like, hey, this is what's going to happen. You're going to have to go through the baptism while all these other people are repenting, right, for their sins, you're going to stand in that same line. The Savior of the world had to stand in the line to get baptized. I mean, this, think about that. If I'm the Savior of the world, I'm not waiting in line. If I'm the Savior of the world, I'm going to the front of the line. Hey, John, you need to baptize me. All these little jokers, they can, they can wait on me. I got things to do. But Jesus submitted to limitations like he got in the line. Think about that. And some of y'all are so convinced, like, I ain't going to, any limitations stopping me. Okay, Jesus. Because <laughs> apparently you're better than him. Like, he literally waited in line to be baptized and did nothing for 30 years. Imagine when he's seeing somebody blind or seeing somebody whatever, and he's like, man, I'd really like to pray for them. But he submitted to the way that God had for his life. And in that, he went through the process in that season, I've got to wait 30 years. I'm going to get baptized, and then I'm going to go into the wilderness, being led by the Spirit. I'm going to be tempted. And I'm going to want to, I want to wring the devil's neck, but I'm going to submit to him by limits by using Scripture. That in this moment, Jesus is he's held back by the limitations of Scripture to defend the enemy. And so many times we're like, I, just, I'm just, I don't know why I'm in this thing. You're in this maybe for something that God is wanting to grow you through. But if you, don't, if you just chalk it up to like God hates me and this is just my life, you're going to keep going through this circle and wonder why, is, why am I going through this? You're going through this to learn something. Limitations are a gift. Regardless of whether they are to hold something back from us or, or to help us use our faith to break into something. There's still a gift. But there's this, you know, it's easy to look at natural things in our lives and be like, okay, that's a limitation. But there are certain things that are going on in our lives that we don't understand are from a realm that we don't see. Called the supernatural realm, the spiritual realm, the satanic realm. I know we're talking about devils in here. We should be talking about devils in the church. The reality is, is that we live in this natural world, but there is a realm that we do not see that is more real than this realm. And let me prove it to you. Do y'all trust Paul? Paul's a pretty, pretty big deal in the New Testament. Okay, Paul is this apostle, and he's done some pretty significant things. I mean, when you look at Paul's life, you're, you're pretty encouraged to be like, man, there's incredible things that God can do with a person's life. So check this out. In 1 Thessalonians, this is Paul sharing with us a little insight on limitations. So we've talked about seasonal limitations. Now we're moving out of that into spiritual limitations. That some of you, let me, let me read this first. In verse 18 of 1 Thessalonians, it says this, We wanted very much to come to you. This is Paul writing to the church. We wanted very much to come to you. I, Paul, tried again and again. But Satan prevented me. Think about that. 
Did Paul not want to get there? Was it God's will for Paul not to be there? Because how many of y'all have said it's just not the will of God if it's hard? Yes? How many of y'all have said, well, it's just the will of God? It's just the will of God. No, it could be the will of Satan that's trying to prevent you from getting where God wants you to go. And y'all been given an excuse to God instead of connecting and linking up with God to fight something that's trying to keep you from something. Why is Satan trying to keep Paul from something? Because if Paul gets there, things change. Why is God trying to get you somewhere? Because if you can get, why, are you God, why is God wanting to get you somewhere? Because he knows if he can get you somewhere, he can get something to change. Satan understands that. And Satan does everything he can to get you convinced that it's God. That it's just not, you're just not strong enough. You're just too weak. Not Paul. Paul is the apostle. Paul. The man of God. And in this moment, he is limited in his ability to get there. He says that I wanted to come to you and I tried again and again. Do not grow weary in well-doing. There are, there are spiritual assignments on every one of your lives that, that Satan uses to limit you, to keep you from going where God calls you to go. And if you don't understand that, then you begin to, you begin to excuse why this limitation is there. Instead of recognizing this thing is coming straight from the pits of hell to try to stop me from doing what I'm called to do. And it's one of those areas that we rarely ever consider. And this one is never supposed to be like, oh, well, I'm just supposed to just sit here and just hang out. No, Paul said he tried and he tried to do it. But he recognized, okay, there's something. God's been telling me to go. God's been putting it on my heart. Here's the powerful thing. It could be God's will, but the enemy's still standing in the way of it. Daniel chapter 10, verse 12. It says, then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, you requ your request has been heard in heaven. Okay, so check this out. So what Daniel is praying is being heard in heaven. Well, you may be praying, may be heard in heaven, but it's not happened in the natural yet. So you still feel limited. You feel like God isn't hearing my prayers. The Bible says this, that God bends his ear down to hear the prayers of his sons and daughters. So oftentimes what we can do is we can allow a limitation to skew our perception of the characteristics of the nature of the God that we serve. If you don't understand the spiritual realm of limitations, then you begin to look at God and be like, but God, you don't hear my prayer. You hear everybody else's. You ever said that? You ever been frustrated at why something is happening and not recognizing, okay, this is a spiritual assignment on my life or on my family or on my career or on my whatever. So then he goes on and he says this, I have come in an answer to your prayer. This is an angel. For 21 days, the spirit prince, another demonic angel of the kingdom of Persia, blocked my way. Then Michael, the bad boy, came and said, boy, you better get out the way. So by him praying, what did he do? Is It got, it got the archangel's attention to come and to set, to set up things, to break limitations. This is what he said. Then Michael. Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit of prince of the king of Persia. Now I am here to explain what will happen. So while things are being held up, so check this out. This is where we get the Daniel's fast, the 21-day Daniel's fast. is this scripture right here. 
So for 21 days, there's something happening in the spiritual realm that is also happening in the natural realm that could have easily be just like, well, it's just happened. It's just, and this is just what God wants. And so many times we build our theology off of something we don't understand. And the more we begin to understand limitations, that they may be seasonal, but they, be very, very, they very, very much may be spiritual. And when you recognize that, you begin to pray and say, Father, I pray that you would break this limitation. I pray that, God, you would send angels, that you would do. These are things that we as Christians should be praying. These are things that we as Christians should be declaring. Not well. I mean, I guess this is just the will of the Lord. Where is that in Scripture? Please show me. Like, I get it, God is a sovereign God, but God is a God of where we, when we believe and we can contend, when we understand things and we discern things, we connect with heaven. And the spiritual realm begins to shift and change. You know, some limits are defeated only when we fight with God. And some of y'all have been trying to do this on your own, and you're wondering why it's not happening. It's because you haven't reached out to God, and that's why some limitations happen. It's finally to get you convinced that, dude, you think you've been doing this on your own, but I'm going to let you know it's been me the whole time. That you need me to fight this battle for you. And some of y'all, I mean, it's like marriages, and you see kids, and you see the, the devastation of, of people losing jobs and different things. And you got to understand that in those moments, that's not your fight to fight alone. That's when you connect and fight with God and say, okay, God, I need you on this. I need your wisdom. I need your help. And in that, that moment, it doesn't mean that just because you prayed, things are going to shift immediately. Scripture tells us this dude prayed for 21 days. And some of y'all been praying for years. But what do you do? You keep praying. You keep believing. You keep standing and knowing, okay, God, if this limitation, if God tells you to stop believing and stop praying, then that's fine. But we have to understand that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against every principality and power of wickedness in the heavenly realm. So your limitation is not your brother or sister or your coworker or your wife or your husband or the economy. No, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And when you recognize that, you, okay, you start, start taking limitations a little different angle. You start saying, okay, the enemy's against my marriage. The enemy's going after my kids. The enemy's going after whatever it may be. And when you understand that, you begin to take authority over that because Jesus is letting you know there are certain limitations that are spiritual, that the enemy is threatened by your life. I mean, why is he trying to hold up Paul? Because he understands the power Paul carries. He understands what if Paul makes it to that church, things shift, things change. If so-and-so, whoever you are out there, makes it to work on Monday with a different mindset, what changes? The atmosphere, the environment. When you understand that you are a limit breaker, you understand, okay, I'm called to get into this environment and break the limits and this atmosphere and the culture. But if you don't, then you're just like, oh, you just surrender to the culture of your workplace. You just surrender to the, to the culture of, of wherever you're at. And instead of saying, no, no, okay. This is something that God has put on the inside of me to shift and to break. I'm a limit breaker. There are certain limitations that you come up against, and that is straight up like a limit. Limitation, no matter how hard you try, it's going to be a limit. You don't get to break. That's a reminder. I'm human. 
Sometimes we need those. Sometimes we need those that God is not a magic wand now I can just wave whatever I want, and if I do it, you know, three times up, down, 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 and circle, 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 you know, and God, poof. No, there are some limitations that we are in that, that are just to remind us that, hey, you know what? I need God at all times. Because think about it. If you didn't have limitations, would you need God? Limitations remind us of our dependency on God. I mean, it shouldn't take that, but oftentimes that's what it requires us to get back to a place of humility. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm human. Dang it, I forgot. You know, oftentimes when we look at a limitation, it's often viewed as, what is God keeping from me? But shift it and think about, what is God protecting me from? Because no, if God is, is God good? Is God good all the time? If God is good all the time, then why would he keep something that is good for you away from you? The only reason God is keeping something away from you is if it's not going to be good for you. I mean, there are certain things that I can give my seven-year-old that I cannot give my two-year-old. And I thank God that there are certain things that God did withhold in a two-year-old that he did not withhold in a seven-year-old because my two-year-old is a little fearless. Uh, Like, I mean, couches and stuff, like her jumping, like those things just don't terrify her. They terrify her mother and me. (laughs) She's like, oh, this. She's like, yeah. I'm like, whoa, don't do it. But I thank God that there is a sense of fear in her to some degree, a little bit, that keeps her like in check a little bit, to least enough where one of us can get to her. But there are certain things that, you know, a 25-year-old gets that a 10-year-old doesn't. And some of you all, every one of you all are in a different maturity level in your life right now. There are certain things that God doesn't give you because it's not good for you. It's not necessary. All right, moving on to the next thing. In Luke chapter 5, it starts in verse 1. So this is the disciples where he's, Jesus had just come out of the wilderness, and he's beginning to pick his disciples. And this is where we pick up. It says, one day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, hey, now go out where it's deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. This is so interesting. Master Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But... If you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time, their nets were so full of fish that they began to tear. Okay, so what we see here is this, is the limitation of skill or source. That there are certain things that these men were limited in, that they are, it's, it's evident that they could not catch anything all night. The Bible says that they toiled all night trying to catch something. And sometimes God limits your skill and your source because if he didn't, this is the place of encounter. This is the place where Jesus or where Peter recognizes, oh, this is the Savior. This is Jesus because I've been throwing my net out all over the water and I haven't caught a single thing. And I listen to him and I throw it out. And in a moment, I've caught more fish in one moment than I've caught all week. 
that this is the moment of limitations, that this is where what you, this is where this place of, of when you are limited in something and you become finally to the place of humility where you're willing to listen and do what God is asking you to do, that you're willing to throw your net out finally. I'm just going to trust him. As some of y'all have been trying to do everything yourself, you pull that net in, it's empty. You pull the net in, it's empty. You pull the net in, it's empty. And God is saying, okay, you've tried. Will you let me try with you? Will you let me just hear my voice and throw the net out? Go into a deep place, throw the net, and when you throw it, let's just see what happens. And it takes sometimes us being at a place of frustration and irritation and limitation to finally get to the place of obedience and allowing God to show you what he can do in your life. That in these moments, we see that, that this is a transition point. If it wasn't for Peter not catching fish all night, he would have missed out on a transformation moment. An actual transition moment in his life. This dude was a fisherman for his living. This is what he did for his lifetime. I mean, this is all he knew was fishing, fishing, fishing. And some of y'all have come up to this point and you're like, I am just, I'm still this even though I'm limited, even though I'm not successful, even though I haven't achieved it, even though I've gotten it, not gotten it. It's in those moments that this is where Peter's life changes forever, but it's in the moment of what he does not have. It's in the moment of what he can't get in himself. And some of y'all are so mad that you've been throwing your net and throwing your net and throwing your net to get nothing. But I want to propose to you that this is the most beautiful moment that you can be at. If you will listen to God and you will say, when he says, throw your net to the right, a little deeper, that you will throw the net and it's in this moment that you pull in this huge amount of fish and you recognize, okay, this limitation has been set up by God for me to have an encounter, transformation, and transition. Because now Peter transitions from being a fisherman to being a fisher of men. But it took the limitation for him to address it. It took the limitation for him to honor it. Some of y'all are frustrated, but God is transitioning you. He's been using this as a moment in time to shift you. I just had a man come to me after church this week and he says, hey, I literally, last week's sermon really messed with me. He said, I took the faith to do it. And he said, they let me go. I, that, my, bo- my company let me go. He's been there like t- 10 or 15 years. And can I tell you that that's the most beautiful story that I've heard? Because you know what that tells me? The net has been thrown. The transition has been set. Transform- transformation is on its way. And he's like, this, like, he's like, this sermon was so good today because it helped me realize, look, this is what God is doing. He's transitioning. He's transforming my life. Some of y'all have been so mad at God because you've been coming up empty. And God has been waiting for the moment to you become so frustrated that you'll finally listen to him and throw up where he's been telling you. Because he's wanting to transform and transition your life from one thing to the next thing. It doesn't necessarily have to be a career. It could be a perception of how you view God. It could be a perception of how you view your marriage. It could be a perception of how you parent. It could be a perception on on a lot of different things. But the fact is, is that you get to a place where I'm so fed up with my kid that I'm willing to try something different. That I'm so sick of my marriage always having the same problem that I'm willing to throw my net a different place. That you get to the place where you're finally willing to hear God enough to throw your net where he's telling you the way he's telling you and pull that bad boy in. Limitations are a gift if you'll let them be. 
Look, you've got strengths and you've got weaknesses. But the one thing that you have to realize is that even in your strengths and even in your weaknesses, you're going to come up against limitations no matter how strong you are. If you don't believe me, go put 445s on, the, on a bench and go tell me how you, then if, just keep putting them on. Eventually, you're going to run out of place where you are, you're going to be limited. Because there's only so much weight you can carry. There's only so much you can do in your own strength. And some of you have become convinced that I'm the man, I'm the person, I'm like, and you've, you've finally gotten to the place now where limitations kind of, it's humbling. Imagine the fisherman being told by a rabbi to throw his net somewhere. How humbling is that? To, hey, maybe you should throw your net over here. Like, you're a rabbi. <laughs> I'm a fisherman. Throw your net out. Let your limitations transition you. Some of these limits, you know what happened in that moment? Peter's level of faith before the net full and the net empty changed drastically his faith in God. The faith that Peter had in Jesus before this was very different after he threw the net. Some of y'all's faith is weak, questioning it but if you'll listen to God and you'll throw that net what happened is when he pulled those fish and he's like hey bro now what happened is it not just him but everybody on his crew their faith is increased because of what God was doing in the moment you have to be willing to throw the net out when you've thrown the net out you have to be willing to listen to God when you've already been when doing the exact same thing that God's been asking you to do or you feel like you're supposed to do but finally God says hey I want you to do it it's, there's huge difference when you, God tells you to do it when you've been doing it limitations are a gift they're an opportunity for our faith to be increased I feel like there are some limitations no matter what happened there um, gotta have soft lips my wife likes that <laughs> hey I don't even know where I went. I got, woo, it's almost over, baby. Look, there are some, there are some places that in, in our lives that God, that, that limitations we come up against and they are fully intended to increase our faith. And then there are other limitations that are simply to remind us we're human. Some are seasonal, some are spiritual, and some are skill or source. But it's up, to the, it's up to the letting the Holy Spirit discern what that is in us. Ephesians, I'm going to close with this. Ephesians 3, verse 16 says this. I'm going to read all, of, I'm going to read actually 14, but it's not going to be up there, so don't get mad. When I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything. In heaven and on earth. I pray, this is it. I pray that from his glorious, say this with me, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. That while we may be in a world with limitations, we serve a God that is unlimited. 
that while you may be limited in the natural, you may be limited in every aspect of the word. When you serve a God, you serve a God that is unlimited. And whenever God wants to drop a resource in your hands, he can do it in a moment. But here's the point. You have to be connected to the source to have the unlimited resources. And I just want to encourage you to allow the unlimited things that God has for you come into your life to help break limitations in your life. Amen? Y'all can stand with me. Look, there are some of us that we've been battling limitations and we have made excuses for them. We have fatigued ourselves out fighting for them. But maybe one of the things that you've done that you failed to do is to finally give God a chance in whatever that limitation is, that you failed to give God the opportunity to say, hey, throw the net here. Go there. And I want this to be a moment, not where you hear a sermon and you leave, but that you hear the sermon and you let it resonate in your life and in your heart that helps you say, okay, there's been some limitations in my life or there's some things that have been going on in my, in my situation that I have actually been putting limitations on what God can do. Because that's what happens, right? Sometimes we simply put a limitation on what God can do. That God can do the things that he spoke over your life that he would do. And I want to give you an opportunity in this moment just to simply say, okay, God, if I've limited you, God, I want to I want to say I'm sorry. I want to trust you again. I want to be willing to throw the net where you've asked me to throw it. I want to, I want to be willing to, to be obedient to whatever it is. God, whether it be seasonal, I want to embrace the season. If this is spiritual, God, I pray that you would give me wisdom on how to fight this fight. Father, if this is a source thing, God, I want to be able to trust you to throw the net wherever you've asked me to throw it. So, Father, you know every season, you know every situation, you know every story, you know every life, you know every need, you know every limitation that people are up against right now in this moment. So, Father, I pray that you would help them in this moment, God. Have a different view of you. Have a different view of the limitation. And know that, God, there is nothing that you cannot do. So God, I thank you that you were shifting people's lives in this moment because you're giving them a perception of a different reality of what you can do in their lives. So Father, we thank you right now, God, for every person, every limit. God, that you would give them the grace to fight the fight that they need to fight, the limits that need to be broken, but also to God to surrender to the things that they need to surrender to. We love you. We thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. We want to honor you, God, with our lives. Lord, let us be like Peter, who's willing to throw the net wherever you ask him to throw it. Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name. This morning, if you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, you say, that's to me. I want to give my life and my heart to Jesus this morning. I know that I can't do what you've called me to do without you, Lord that I need you desperately in my life to take away my sin, to heal me, to restore me. If that's you this morning, 
and you say, that's me, I want to give my life to Jesus, I want to ask if you just slip your hand up real quick, you can set it right back down. I just want to know who you are. You say, that's me. I want to give my life and my heart to Jesus. We thank you, Father, for who you are, for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen.